This is my instant reaction for Uncharted. Little known fact about me, I am a dog person. I love dogs. I love dogs. Um, I get down the floor with them. I rub their bellies. I uh, take them to doggy daycare. I scritch them behind their ears. I put special little booties on their feet when it's too cold to go outside. I, I take them to special dog beaches. Uh, I, I, I get special, organic, very, very, very expensive, basically just a tier below prescription dog food for my dog. I walk them three times a day, no less than 20 minutes each walk. I love my dogs. Every dog I've ever had in my life, I love them. A strange person's dog. If I get to spend enough time with it, it's a good dog. I love that dog. Another thing you don't know about me is I hate kid actors, but I love kids. I love them. I've loved them my whole life. I just love, I love being around them, uh, especially when they're good kids. And again, I can build a rapport with a, with a dog a lot faster than a kid. It usually works out that way. But, but when, you, when you have a child in your life who looks at you as an uncle or a dad or a whatever, as a male figure, uh, that, that's, that's a very lovely experience. It's a very lovely experience. They have daycares for kids. And they have uh, something called Zoom Rooms for dogs. A Zoom Room is an agility course you can take your dog to to be able to do some obedience training and get some of that energy out of them. In hot climates, it's air-conditioned, and in cold climates, it has heat. And so it's an all-year-round all exercising area for dogs. And, of course, there's daycares, there's those trampoline places. Back in my day, there were Chuck E. Cheese's and Discovery Zones. I know Chuck E. Cheese is still around. And I know we still have a very virulent disease out there that's killing people, so you might not want to take your kids to a Chuck E. Cheese to get in the piss and shit of the ball pit. What am I saying this for? I'm saying this because I just sat through Uncharted, and I'll get to the movie in a second. And there were several children in the audience. Now, the situation for which I find myself even watching this movie was highly unusual. So bear with me. I got to tell you a little story. I received a message from a listener saying, if I paid you to go see this movie, would you do it? Well, pin me, pay me, of course. I am, I'm, a, I'm a movie whore. Pin me, pay me. If I paid for your ticket and wanted to accompany you, would you go with me? Again, being a whore, I went. I went with two listeners, and we watched this movie. And they are not the avid moviegoer that I am. And um, so it was a free movie, and of course, you know, whatever. And they, uh, the, the stipulation, of course, was I pay for you getting in the movie, and you got to talk about it on the Internet. So here we are. We get there, and to say that there were children running amok, up and down, not even just running, but jumping, Olympic style, 
jumping up and down the stairs, running in and out of the theater uh, repeatedly, not once, not twice. You know, you're a parent, whatever. We got to go potty. They're old enough to take themselves. Go ahead. You and your brother go to the bathroom, whatever the case may be. You and your buddy, you and your sister, you go to the bathroom, whatever, right? And the kids run down to run back up and you, you shush them and you go, you can't run like that in here, right? These kids did this no less than four times in this theater. That was, they weren't even the most annoying kid. There's another kid who's sitting catty corner uh, south of me. This is stadium seating. So he's down and he's catty corner to my left. And this kid is talking very loudly throughout the entire film. Now, to the boy's credit, he is talking about what's happening on the screen. And so he's like, I'm going to imitate a child, which seems cruel of me, but I have to do it. Oh, he's here in Invisible Ink. And I, the first time it happened, I burst out laughing. <laughs> because this kid was a motor mouth. And just as the lights dimmed, this guy, catty quarter to my right, one row in front of me, shushed the kid. Went, shh. Packed theater. Every fat fuck in the place is rustling through their popcorn. And they're, they, they can't stop shoveling the candy in your mouth. And the thing is, they don't even have goobers at these theaters anymore. So what could you possibly be shoveling? If it's not a goober, if it's not a raisinette, if it's not a snowcap, what are we talking about here? What are we doing? What are we doing with our life? But, so he shushed the kid because the kid was just a jabber box. But then the movie starts, and it is very, very early, no spoilers. There's this thing with some invisible ink that gets used, and he's like, oh, he's using invisible ink. At one point when one of the characters has a whatever, oh, they're evil now. But it wasn't just that. It wasn't the constant talking and occasional screaming. It was also that he would periodically cackle seemingly in a mocking way, but I think it was just a very shrill, obnoxious laugh of a child at inappropriate times. And, at, and if it was corresponding with what was supposed to be humor on the screen, the, the, the laugh would come about seven seconds too late. So you could time, so one of the listeners is on my left-hand side, is timing the beats from the point of the joke. He'd wait a few seconds, then he'd point down to down the front row, and you'd just hear, ha, ha, ha! I that's not even it. That's not even it. I got I to gotta do it right. <clears throat> ah, 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 ah! Ah, 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 ah! This is coming out of a child. This is not a joker situation. And I thought my jokes were bad. <laughs> right? It's not, it's not that, but it sounded like it sounded like a demented person. To the point that I I I I wondered, is this, is there something going on? Right? All jokes aside, is there something going on with this child? And if so, then I need to cool my jets, right? Because people have different stuff and different things. Nope. 
from the looks of him, there was nothing going on whatsoever. He was just an unruly kid. Just perfectly, just a perfectly typical child. Just unruly. And then that's where you're just like, back to my premise. We have places for animals. We take them to those places to burn up their energy. We, we take them to those places so that they don't shit on the floor. We, we, we train them to shit outside. We train them to piss outside. We train them not to destroy our property. We train them uh, not to be disruptive. We train them not to bite people and, and, and attack people. We train them not to just bark incessantly. We train them in all manner of ways, and then we exercise them, and we give them puzzles and toys to keep them occupied. And we, we least train them so that when we take them out into the world, that they behave in a decent manner, that we can have control, we can have governance over them. Now, I'm not comparing small children to dogs. Not completely. But as a dog lover and a kid lover, the movie theater is not your toilet. It is not the place for you to fart and shit and piss in the seats. It's not the place for you to leave your popcorn and your whatever else candy you're eating, your butterfingers. It's not the place for you to just stomp and smash and spill and leave shit all over the place. And it's not your daycare. It's not the place that you bring your kids and then leave them if they're too young to manage themselves in a movie theater, you don't leave them there. And if you are in the theater with them, you don't let them run up and down and up and down. With one exception, if the disruptive behavior is more entertaining than the movie on the screen, and that's exactly the case, I almost fell asleep during the first half of this movie four times. In the mid-afternoon. Now, I was up late last night, and I was working here at the shop in the morning, and I was doing things that I like to do and doing stuff for the show and doing stuff for the shop. So, you know, I got a busy life. What can I say? But I wasn't tired. I wasn't falling asleep at 3.55 or 4.55 in the afternoon. Tired. But by God, I did. I started to doze off. And the only thing that kept me awake was, <laughs> coming from this kid about every three seconds. Well, I should say about, about every 10 and a half minutes. And, oh, they're evil now. <laughs> if this disturbed child hadn't had very many inappropriate uh, 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 expulsions of energy, I would have been dead asleep. We always do these instant reactions uh, uh, instantaneously as, as, as possible, and we, and we try to do them uh, spoiler-free up front, and I do them spoilers in the back end. Uh, there's nothing really to spoil here, so I'm just going to tell you right now. The movie stinks. The parts that aren't boring are idiotic. It's the sort of movie that has a scene then cuts to another scene, then cuts back to basically the same scene, just in a different setting. Antonio Banderas talks to his father about his father's intentions with their fortune. It's a very black and white, clear-cut scene. This is what's going to happen. This is why I'm doing it. This is how I feel about it. This is how I feel about you. Cut away from that to another scene of some kind of slapdash, mystery, 
adventure movie as one of the uh, the, the the patron of this episode, so to speak, said uh, that you know it, it, National Treasure was better. They will get to that in a second. That's exactly right. And then we cut to some bullshit. Then we cut back, and guess what? The same conversation happens. Now it's just happening outside in a park bench. You have redundancies in your screenplay. You have redundancies in your edit because there's not enough ideas here. It's not charming. It's not funny. The action, when it does happen, is not believable. The challenge of a great treasure hunt movie, and and especially one where there are traps and there's clues and you have to decipher things and you have to figure things out and yada, yada, yada is that all of that needs to be very clever. You need to be clever. You need to have surprises. And you need to follow a logic, an internal logic in the movie that your audience can follow. It can be fantasy. You could be searching for the Ark of the Covenant or the Holy Grail, and Nazis' faces can burn the fuck off. But the, the how you could be trying to steal the Declaration of Independence. But how you get there has to be logical within the world of the movie okay and it has to be charming has to be fun has to be witty has to be snappy heist movies treasure hunting movies adventure movies they have a very similar vibe that they have to hit your oceans 11s i'd even say your national treasures to a lesser extent and your indiana jones they got that stuff in spades it's not just it's not just getting there, it's the, all the intricacies of how we get there. It has to be interesting. Otherwise, you're just wasting my time until we get to the back half of the plot. This movie makes that cardinal sin. We have this long, meandering quest to do this and to do this and to do this. And how they get from point A to point B doesn't make any sense. How anybody has any transportation, any money, any resources of any kind other than outright thievery that we witness, I have no idea. I have no idea how any character gets from point A to point B. I have no idea how any character gets emotionally from point A to point B. When people turn and double turn and triple turn and quadruple turn, none of the turns make sense because none of these characters make sense. And this doesn't have anything to do with it being a video game adaptation. I am a proud owner of Uncharted 4 as a yet unplayed, but uh, um, you know, I've had that for the last couple of years. Um, so I'm not a hardcore person. That's the real reason why I went with these folks willing to pay my ticket is because at least one of them is a hardcore gamer and a big fan of Uncharted. And when this movie ended, I said, what did you think? What did it, how did it correspond to the video game? His response was, it was terrible. It had nothing to do with the games except for maybe two scenes and a couple of Easter eggs. It's terrible. Other than a couple of the characters' names, it's its own thing. It has almost nothing to do with a video game. And from what I understand and from what I know and from being in the world for the last X amount of years, this was an innovative game series. It's been going on for a long time. There was apparently, according to this guy, a PS Vita uh, edition of the game or maybe like a smaller version of the game or a side game or whatever. and you have to, you had to hold your Vita up to a light and a light would shine through your Vita and you get hidden messages as you were finding clues that there are interesting, clever, intricate puzzles that are going on in the midst of really fun, quippy Indiana Jones style adventure sequences and all this stuff, all this stuff that, that all this personality and character and wit 
at intelligence and cleverness that's in these fun, awesome adventure games. None of it is on this screen. The casual video game and movie fan who was with us who paid for the ticket did not like the movie. The hardcore gamer, and probably the least of the movie fans with us, but the hardcore gamer who loves this series of games thought this movie stunk. Then you have me in the middle, the movie guy, the movie critic, right? Just trying to find anything redeeming about it. And what wasn't boring was stupid. It, what wasn't boring was bland, and what wasn't bland was stupid. And I, I, I don't even want to get into the spoilers of it. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have time. I want to save my breath. I have too few minutes of happiness in this life. And so do you for me to bore you with the details of the back half of this movie. Suffice it to say that the laws of reality, the laws of physics, the laws of even video game physics and video game reality go completely in the shitter for them to pull off this. I guess it's supposed to be an impressive, but it's like a fast and furious meets Goonie style action sequence in which everybody should be dead. That just has these jarring jump cuts of logic and jarring jump cuts of jump cuts where shit just happens, where a character magically teleports to wherever the fuck they need to be for the next thing to happen. And it stinks. It's it's, it's, uh, like, it stinks. The, be- the best thing you can say about the movie is if you've ever wanted to see Tom Holland say the word shit a lot, that's what it has going for. He drinks alcohol on screen and he says shit quite a few times or holy shit or some variation thereof. That's it. This movie loves the word shit, which is poetic because it is shit. This movie is another bad movie in a long lineage of bad video game movies. So here's what I would say. If you're a casual video game fan and casual movie fan, this probably isn't the movie for you. If you are a hardcore movie fan who overanalyzes movies like me, this probably is not the movie for you. And if you are a hardcore gamer where you don't really give a shit too much about movies, but you love video games and you love this series, you're probably going to be pissed off. It is a 40% approval rating, but a 90% approval rating from audiences. What is wrong with some of you people? When this movie ended, the theater applauded. Not everybody. It wasn't a standing ovation, but applauded. The only thing I can think of is if you are a kid and you love Uncharted, you don't have to be a kid, but you also love uh, Tom Holland, then this is a fun, different, edgier, different sort of movie for, that you might enjoy. If you're a five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10-year-old kid, then this might be a movie for you. But then when you get older, you look back on it and go, that movie's not any good. But if you like this movie, I'm being dead serious, comment on our Podbean page. If you are listening to this on YouTube, comment on the YouTube page. Go to at Binge Movies and comment on our Twitter. Just leave a reply to this instant reaction and explain to me why you liked it. Try to, try to stay out of specific spoilers. but. In general, why does this work for you? I mean, my enjoyment of it was at the end, I was just laughing at it in the same way that I was laughing at Moonfall. Because I'd give it like, I don't know, probably like a four. There's some kind of competence to it. So I'd give it a point or two for that. I mean, it's, it's maybe like a 
60%, something like that. I mean, the first half is like not good. It's not a good movie. I want to hear from you on this one, folks. If you like it, tell me why you like it. So, uh, because I didn't, I really, really didn't like it at all. So that's where I land on this one. And until next time, binge on. (laughs) 